What's up, bro? What's up, bro? How you doing? Oh, I'm recovering, sort of. From what? Last week. Oh, the, uh, all the walking? Uh, no, I think it was probably a certain kind of lifting. Uh, did me, did me, did me wrong, so. What were you lifting? Uh, luggage. Uh, golf bags, all sorts of things. So, so I've I've spent the, I've seen both an orthopedist and a physical therapist. So, I, I've had a good week, and I've been given uh, low quality drugs. Oh, bummer. Well, well it could be worse. Yeah, so, could be. so w- w- what are we going to start with? We've got exciting uh, material for this week. We got a lot of action. What do you want to begin with? Well, did you end up watching The Hustler last night? I did not watch Hustler. I did watch Holy Moly, though. Oh. Well, Holy, Holy Moly was okay, but The Hustler was... You, you will have to watch it. Yes. That's just was my it, sneak preview. Was it as good as last week's? Better. Was it more money? Lot, lots less. Oh, lots less. Yes. Interesting. Uh, I, yes, um, yes. There was a lot of, a lot of gamesmanship. Mm, so yeah. it got very little, little, and, little and, chippy, uh, huh? What's that? Got a little chippy, huh? Uh, well, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, that is, it's always interesting the strategy of not giving away answers, so you don't give yourself away. Uh, it's obviously you got to be very gifted right to yeah to give all the answers and collect all the money and then not be voted the hustler right correct yeah so anyway so that that's a i i know you were thrilled with the uh rugby rucker who uh pretty much mauled her way through the entire competition on uh on holy moly last night yeah she did pretty good it was impressive yeah well she outran the cornhole (laughs) Uh, and then the uh the whatever it was king's court or whatever it was uh she uh did not get knocked off the horse so no she was very saved saved a lot of points by uh out physically in the uh um that part of the game yeah which you know last week when they did that king's court thing they both rode side saddle, and I couldn't figure out what the heck they were doing. And then I know, you know, this week they both rode, you know, normal, like you would ride a horse. So I don't know if the other two had just had never even seen or even thought about how to properly ride a horse or what. But it was quite interesting. And then uh, her strategy, her strategy was good. You know, she didn't even try to to knock off the other guy. All she, all she thought about was just making sure she dodged his joust, and you know, was able to. Deflect to, yeah. yeah, to go on yeah. through. So, yeah. So, if any future yeah. players were watching, they I hope they took notes. Well, you you got you got to be a uh, semi-professional athlete maybe to pull that off. But uh, there you go. Cause, you know they have people on there who uh, it's lucky they could stay on the horse. Yeah, true. With, without being jousted at all. Without so, even being just yeah, just the motion of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes, well, it's like uh, the, uh, 
the surfboard, the woman didn't even the pullout flipped her off uh, on the on the surfboard. Yes, that that sort yes. of thing. Right. She didn't even come close. Yeah, right. So, so that was holy moly, which disappointingly have the pecker. No pecker last night. No, no pecker, <laughs> and we didn't even talk about it last week, the opening week, because. You and you and uh, your sister were both laughing so hard at all the pecker jokes, uh, and then we never even got to talk about it last week. Uh, uh, but I, I didn't see it till I got home and watched the uh, the uh, whatever uh, on demand. And, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so, but uh, no, the pecker hole did not show up uh, this week as the final hole, and so a certain amount of disappointment. Although you wonder how many pecker jokes Rob Riggle really can come up with. Oh, I, I think he can go to that well for for an, an infinite number of jokes. Is that an infinite number? Okay, yeah. It was funny that Steph Curry told you last night that they had people designing holes, and if you had an idea, keep it to yourself, that they had professionals working on it. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine they probably get tons of suggestions oh. nail and and everything for it i bet well well maybe they do right well speaking of drama which is not really what we're speaking of but speaking of drama the nba finally has gotten some john a little bit a little bit a little bit game seven with overtime coming down to a final shot that's can't do much yeah, that, better than that john that was pretty pretty awesome for uh, Mr. Eiton. No, okay, you're not. You're talking about the wrong game. You're even talking about the wrong conference. I'm talking, oh yeah, I'm talking, I'm talking about the Nets uh, Bucks game. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess I was thinking of the when. That's right, because Phoenix took the took them in game one. Never mind. I was thinking yeah. about a different game. That it was a good. Yeah, they they did. It, they did do a stuff with seven tenths of a second left to win that game too. So, but no, the set game go, it comes down Bucks Nets comes down to Game Seven, and Kevin Durant puts whatever 46, 47 on the board, yep. but airballs the last shot of the game as the buzzer the clock runs out with them a point down, right, or two points down. Yeah. They're only. Yeah, they were two down, so they went for the win, which I don't know if I necessarily agree with. But well, I think you gotta make the open. You gotta make an open shot, right? Which, which yeah, he was did, clearly so. clearly was not open either. No, right? Yeah, no, he was not open. The other the guy they want taking the shot, but yeah, it was a bit of a mess. And of course, the fact he shoots an air ball. Um, I, I I will repeat what I've heard other people say. Uh, it shows Steve Nash as a rookie coach that he didn't get him out of the game and give him some blows during the game. He played every minute of the game. Yeah, I think he played every minute of the, like the last three. So, you know, you, you, you don't have any legs left in overtime when you're his age, right? So, True. Right. So, uh, yes, and Giannis uh, made some free throws when he needed to, and uh, looks a, a little bit like a hero uh, on the other side. So, uh, I, I, I guess the, the Bucks are somewhat redeemed uh, and turn right around and they get a game seven in Philly with the Hawks and uh, 
that one comes down the wire and the road teams wins again in a tight game. Doesn't go to overtime, but goes right down to the to the end, John. So the East uh, has been satisfying. And then the Hawks come back and beat the Bucks in game one uh, on the road. So, whoo. Yeah. yeah, that it's, uh, you know, the and with only one day's rest, by the way, um, between those two teams, you know, the playing game two tonight and uh, the Western Conference has got three games under their belt already. Yeah, you're going grind on this, aren't you? It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I, the only reason I can think of is because they didn't want more than one day off without games. Well, it's we, well we it, has no... with, it has to do with the TV schedule, obviously. So uh, to be obvious, Steve. And uh, so they've manipulated it. So we get a game every every night from one side or the other, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, uh, works for me and my TV viewing. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I, the uh, Clippers came back at home last night to win. Uh, not that they came back, but led the game most of the way. I think they had solid control. So that series is 2-1 with the home team having won all the games. So nothing really outstanding about that yet. So um, No, you know, it's Phoenix's first loss in six games, though, so. Well, you think think they'll crack like an egg now, huh? No, no. no. Just, just yeah. pointing out a fact. Okay. Uh, well, I'll point out a fact. Did you read about all the dead bodies coming out of uh, TNT and ABC when it ended up being these final four teams? <laughs> no, why? Well, we talked about it earlier about how they really needed certain X, Y, and Z to be in the in the in the you know finals to attract viewers in July and. Um, uh, they did not get what they wanted out of the East. And I think the Clippers out of the West would probably be okay for them at this point. But uh, if it ends up being the Jazz and and whoever out of the East, I'm not sure any – or Jazz, sorry, Suns and whoever out of the East, I'm not sure anybody's going to watch. So, yeah. People will watch. I mean, those, it, it may not be – I mean, I don't even know what their numbers are now. It'd be interesting to see how big of a hit they take. But, you know, it's the NBA Finals. I think you're you're going to get eyes on it no matter who it is. Um, but mm. not having the major markets in it, you know, L.A., New York, blah, 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 that does definitely, I'm sure, affects the uh, the market. Yeah. But Atlanta, Atlanta's a big basketball town. So, I mean, the, Atlanta will be watching, that's for sure. Atlanta is a big basketball town? Oh yeah, they love their hawks. Okay, I I I would have said Atlanta was a football town, but or even a baseball town. But okay, I guess I'll I'll be there next weekend, so I I'll I'll, I'll do some surveys. Okay, okay. So so there you go. well, there's the NBA in a nutshell. Uh, any anything else to say about about? These games, aren't you surprised the Hawks are where they're at? Uh, they are a little bit of, of a shock, but, you know, they've played quite well as a team. I mean, they really don't have, you know, besides Trey Young, they don't really have a, a star-studded cast, but they have some good, really good role players that 
are stepping up when they need to step up. And, you know, like you said, you know, Herder the other night was pretty, pretty big surprise for them. I'm sure they, right. you know, scoring. Yeah. In the, in the, in the last game with, uh, with the Sixers, uh, the guy out of, uh, Kevin Herter out of Maryland, uh, I, I don't know that he got to 29, which was his career high. I think he may have ended up with 28 points. But the, he definitely was an excellent secondary scorer. And uh, the, uh, the, young, the uh, Curry brother uh, could not guard him. So they, they, had, they had a struggle trying to find a combination. Um, yeah. They kept trying to take him out and play offense, defense, and Herder kept burying baskets, so it's uh, it was kind of kind of you know the NBA in its you know basic form, right? Right, uh, John. It's all about matchups, and yep. you know one 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 bad matchup ruins ruins you. So yeah, yeah. If you got a guy that is struggling to guard somebody, and they continue to take advantage of it, and you don't offer any help, it, it can really. Uh, skew a game pretty quickly right yeah you got you got a guy who's going drill 30 on you who's not you know trey young for for the hawks uh you know you're gonna have trouble winning that game so true right so uh yeah the hawks big surprise we'll we'll see how how this does going forward um uh, obviously it's a chance for big redemption for for jonas and the bucks uh, but they can't choke on it, can they? No, no, they certainly. I, I, they, they would really, yeah, really ruin their rep if they did that. Yeah, yeah, they they got to get a win tonight. If they go down two zero on home court, they're going to be in some big trouble. Yeah, you can smell the toast of burning if that happens. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, John, we we both spent Sunday afternoon and evening watching the uh, the golf tournament, and boy, did we get all, all, all our money money could buy, huh? Yeah, that was uh, quite a Sunday, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, you had how many guys tied for the lead at one point uh, early on the front nine, and then. Uh, I went for a walk and came back, and Bryce and DeChambeau seemed to be in control of the golf tournament, going to the back nine, and uh, Bryson blew up like a, uh, I don't know, a, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he cost me the freaking pick em. Yeah, well, he did that. Well, I know that was important to you, but uh, I suspect Bryson was a little more concerned with other things than that, but, uh, yeah, he put, puts what plus nine on the board on the back nine. Yeah. Shot a 44. And, and, and I saw, I saw that he said <clears throat> that he didn't play that bad. Uh, but, uh, it just, some, some things just didn't work out. So, uh, there you go. So, so he, he blew up, um, John Rom just kind of, you know, hangs in there and, uh, then makes a birdie on 17 and makes another one on 18 with significant putts. And uh, but still, it looks like Louie can beat him, right? 
Yeah, it was coming down to the wire, and it looked like, uh, you know, you're you're expecting Louie to get something done in those last few holes, right? And, right. Uh, you know, he hits makes that hook. Hits the ball in the barranca, which you can't do. <sighs> hits it in the water on 17, and you're just – you could just – the air just was – you can tell it was done. And he plays a fade. He played the right shot. He just didn't fade it. It just stayed right on that line. And right you know, there you go. And the, but and you, the you know, you know uh, we we've seen somebody else do that in the history of uh, Tory Pines. Yeah, and you know you had talked about how uh, little faith you had in Louis because of his history as a as a choker. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I didn't use the word choke. I just, he just has a record of second place finishes. So that makes seven I, of them now, right? Yeah. Seven of them in majors now, which is a pretty good number. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I was surprised he did that on, uh, on 17. You know, I figured it was going to be fairway green, maybe make a putt or not. And then, the 18th is the easiest hole in U.S. Open history. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, you kind of had to think he was going birdie 18 and getting the playoff, but did not do – he did birdie it after uh, making the, a bogey on 17, so it didn't do him any good. So just got him another second. Yeah, so Yep, another but, second place. Rom, Rom, Rom seems to have karma with the place. So um, Yeah, you want his first – yeah, won his first tournament ever on the tour there. Uh, he he uh, uh, proposed to his wife in the park uh, adjacent to the golf course there. Uh, he, he says it reminds him of home in Spain. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I guess there's kind of a karma thing. Open today with two birdies to get him in the hunt and get him, you know, something other than far back you know he's always kind of looming there and you know got through the hard holes uh in the middle fairly safely and uh had had a quite the finish so good for him his first major um he's the number one player in the world at this point uh overcomes the covid thing from three weeks weeks ago yeah so um well done uh good drama good tournament uh, leaves us with the uh, British Open here in three weeks, uh, which should be uh, a lot of fun given all the possible people who, who we can think might be contenders on a golf course. Of course, they don't play very often, so it's kind of hard to play horses for courses. And uh, uh, they haven't played there in two years, so uh, you know, uh, a lot of guys are going to have to figure out how to play Lynx style golf. Uh, yeah, I would think they've been, I don't know. Of course, they're at. There wasn't a lot of travel even happening, so they probably haven't no, been over there at all. They haven't been, I don't, they have not been over there at all. And uh, I don't even know what the current travel restrictions are. Uh, they all seem to be under a different set of rules, but I know I just looked at uh, tickets to London and uh, it said you had to have a negative COVID test. Uh, huh. 
to, to get on the planet. So I, I don't I don't know what that'll mean in terms of going, not being able to go, but uh, it should be fun. Uh, we're going to have a fourth major this year uh, and on schedule, and which we haven't had for a couple of years. And like I say, we've got all kinds of different guys of one majors this year. Uh, so uh, kind of got to scramble and see who might come out. On, maybe somebody comes out on top and looks player of the year or scram- gets scrambled further. Definitely got some uh, good times ahead of us. Good, good, good times will roll. Yes, good times. All right. Speaking of good times, I know you have been all over the European Cup thing. So, um, have you got lots of circles on your calendar of uh, games games to watch here in the round of 16? No, I don't. Okay, well, I know Swerve Swerve told me he is so disappointed uh, that he has uh, something he cannot manipulate. He is going to miss the Tuesday game between England and Germany uh, in the round of 16, which... It's kind of big stuff. They are, I don't know, I guess you have to say they're longtime rivals in international soccer. Although I'm sure I'm about to see over and over again how many times in a row the Germans have beaten them. But uh, so it's, it's a big matchup. Uh, two premier clubs uh, on Tuesday, uh, kind of a big deal. For once, England did not screw it up in the in the opening round, in the group round. So um, I think they're feeling good about their chances because I, I know, you know, sometimes I was in London for uh, these kinds of big world tournaments. They always had high expectations. Oh, we've got a great team. We've got a great team. Then they would lose or draw the opening game. And then it was like, oh, we're shit. <laughs> we, we won't do anything, you know, so, you know, the, you know, fandom, right? But it's always kind yeah. of funny. They always thought, you know, oh, we're, we have a shot at the championship until they play a game. And then it's like, oh, man, we suck. Yeah, so. Uh, sounds, this like time, they, they, sounds like they, Cowboys they, fans. Does it? Is that Cowboys yeah. fans? We're, we're going to win, win the Super Bowl until the first preseason game. And um, that, then it's like, no. Oh, shit. No, yeah. No. So, so England, Germany, big headline game on Tuesday. Tomorrow, I think the big game, well, it's an interesting game, is Wales versus Denmark. Uh, I, I know you haven't watched much, uh, so you missed this. Uh, Denmark's captain, if he's not their best player, uh, their captain uh, had a heart attack during their opening game. What? Which kind of stunned that yes they they uh they they put the paddles of life on him in the middle of the field uh john and uh postponed uh the game till they played a little later in the afternoon after they knew he was alive and and go and make it and uh they ended up i think the danes ended up losing that game if you can believe it but they came back and won big in the last group stage game to advance so they're kind of the, you know, everybody's kind of a sentimental favorite. Uh, Wales, of course, doesn't get the international competitions very often. So they're kind of a sentimental favorite. So that's your sentimental game. And then Sunday, you've got Belgium versus Portugal. 
Portugal's the defending champion of this tournament. And the Belgians, of course, have uh, they were third in the World Cup last time. This is their latest golden generation uh, and were second betting favorites coming in. So this is a big matchup. So th that's three games to look forward to uh, in the next four days. And I don't know. I don't think they play the round of eight till next Saturday. So we'll talk before that. So. Uh, but that's uh, it's a lot of fun if you like international soccer. This is the second best tournament, second biggest, best players. And uh, there's always a certain amount of drama. And the French made it through, and they are the favorites. And uh, we all pretty much hate the French. So I, watched, I was watching Jeopardy. Speaking of the French, I was watching Jeopardy last night, John, and uh, the category was Churchill quotes. And Churchill said they are country, Category. country the country, the, uh, in 1932, he said, uh, the country is fully armed, but they are a country of pacifists. And, uh, of course it was about the French. Uh, yeah. Churchill was not a big fan. Uh, so, uh, yes, there, there they are. French, that's probably accurate. Maybe of this team, they are fully armed. We'll have to see if they're pacifists or not. So, yeah. It should be a good game with them against Switzerland on Monday, right? Uh, I don't know that the Swiss are up to it, but it's probably worth watching, yes. But uh, obviously the route for the Swiss, uh, if only because of their chocolate <laughs> and their constant sense of neutrality, yes. Uh, all right, so... John, um, I went to the movies last week. What did you see this time? I saw, okay, I have to think about this carefully. I saw the hitman's wife's bodyguard. Nice. Yes. And as, as uh, the... Oscar Nam? Oh, no. But, oh, no, uh, Oscars? But, no, no, no. But uh, Ryan Reynolds played Ryan Reynolds. Samuel L. Jackson played Samuel L. Jackson. And I don't know what Salma Hayek was playing, but she was pretty damn funny. So uh, as I, I, read, I read a story about her and it said she, dropped, she drops F-bombs and uh, uh, she, there was alliteration there and I blew it. But anyway, uh, she shoots <laughs> a lot of people and, and, and cusses a lot. Uh, so at five foot, whatever she is, maybe not much more than five foot uh, here. She is kicking everybody's ass and, you know, getting pissed off and killing people all over the place. And Ryan Reynolds is like, you didn't have, what are you doing? You didn't have to kill that person. So yeah. Cause he's, he's trying to be a pacifist, right? Right. Well, he, he is uh, working. He's supposed to be working on his, uh, his issues. Uh, and so his therapist has told him not to do any bodyguarding uh, and not to handle any weapons. So uh, that's part of the humor throughout is, of course, he's in all these shootouts and everything, and he's trying not to handle a gun uh, and somehow survives all, all, of, all of the mayhem uh, without, and of course, with his dry delivery uh, through, through it all. Yeah. So, yes, it, it was, you know, it's not Oscar material. It's quite. It's fun, entertaining. 
lots of jokes uh, and lots of things getting blown up. So uh, it's, it's probably if you're, you were up for that sort of thing, it's worth seeing. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. Yeah. I thought the first one was entertaining, so I was definitely looking forward to this one. I, well, I do not know what you mean by the first one. Uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. Okay. It's the, it's with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Well, I missed that one. I guess I'll have to. You have to go have back to, and find it. It's, I it's, guess I'll have to go back and find it. Yeah. It's, inter, it's definitely entertaining. Well, good. Well, there, if you there, like there, this one, you'll like the first one. Okay. There, there, there you go. I, I don't. Uh, I got nothing else. I'm not sure what this week's uh, movie uh, trip might uh, might involve. Uh, there was something that looked like it was worth seeing, but I don't remember what it was. But I, I think in in my household, it's clear. Movie distributors, like so many other businesses, uh, are ready for people to be back. So, yes. Well, I mean, when is is when's the Bond movie coming out? Daniel Craig. October. 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 Right. Looking forward. Been looking forward to that one for two years now. Well, pretty much. Yeah. Wonder why they avoided a July Fourth release for that. I don't think they were sure everybody mm-hmm. was going to be open. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's that was my impression. They were trying to not have to move it another time, so they just went deep. Right. So, yeah. So, so uh, as you know, uh, I got stuck in Dallas flying last week and uh i've read stories since and you know the evening do news doesn't often do enough for you but you do you know american laid like 600 uh pilots and uh air crew off last year and of course have not gotten them all back so that they are they're canceling flights right and left because they don't have enough crew. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Well, it's kind of like, you know, we have not talked about this. uh, I don't think on the podcast, but maybe we did uh, renting cars. uh, I guess car rental places all sold their fleets last year because things were down and now they don't have cars, uh, which doesn't make a lot of, I, I guess you know on the face of it doesn't make sense but you know uh, I guess there may be some micro uh, sense to it in some way you don't want to carry payments blah 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 but doesn't make any, it it's like about- nobody nobody thought anybody was coming back to do anything till God knows when yeah but you got to think about what your inventory and overhead and insurance costs would have to be for a fleet of cars that aren't doing anything. I mean, that would have to have been an astronomical number. Yeah. but So yeah, you dump all your cars, you get rid of them, you get rid of your, probably the shortage it causes is probably well worth the probably hundreds of millions of dollars you saved in, in cost. Hmm. 
You okay? You're you're assuming they don't they don't buy their cars? I'm sure they do buy their cars, but they still have to insure them. Whether they're moving or not, you know, you they have to have them registered, they have to be insured. Mm. Mm. I, I, well, let me let me just say I I hope the the model works that they they end up uh, or actually I'm not sure I do hope that but uh, it's uh, it is an interesting thing to uh, to just pretty much gone out of business and then think you're going be ready when I, I think in terms of air travel we're back to pre pandemic numbers i think on a daily basis if we're not back we're getting awfully darn close i know right. that I, I know i know they were talking two million they, they, there had been two million travelers a day uh air travel in the states uh you know last couple of weeks so i i think that's pretty close to normal so uh anyway so so there we go. We we try to uh, you know this is a new obvious brothers thing trying to break down the economics of the post pandemic yeah. age. Yeah, so. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is where somebody needs to tell us to stay in our lane, right? I what, I don't know that we have a lane. So uh, <laughs> I, I mean I mean somebody could tell us that about almost anything we talk about, John. So uh, obviously, fair. yeah. Fair. Fair. Okay. Well, John, uh, thanks for breaking in on your lunch hour and uh, doing this. And uh, uh, we're going, I don't know what we'll talk about next week. Uh, maybe some good NBA games, uh, maybe some good soccer games. Uh, and, you know, you've got to watch that episode of The Hustler. I, I want to hear your analysis of it. So, uh, okay. There, there's that. Yeah. Very good. Okay. All right. Have a good one. All right. You have a great weekend. You too. Bye, bro. Bye, bro.